This episode is brought to you by Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. In breaking news, leading scientists worldwide are conducting experiments to determine if Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the perfect combination of peanut butter and chocolate. However, it appears the study was inconclusive, as the scientists couldn't help but eat all the Reese's. Because when you want something sweet, you can't do better than Reese's. Find Reese's now at a store near you. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Kenny Lynn is on the phone with us now. Good morning, Kenny. How you doing? Yeah, good, thanks. That's a story, mate. That's a story. Uh, welcome home. I understand you've been uh, been away for a while. How are you settling uh, back into the, uh, the, uh, oh, yeah. the metropolis that is Dunedin? <laughs> well, I've even settled into the metropolis that is Mosgiel outside <laughs> Dunedin. Um, <laughs> bit of a change from Leon where we were for, yeah, I was there for 10 years with the family. But, um, no, nah, it's been nice, mate. Everything we're hoping to get um, New Zealand way of life, especially for the children we've been getting in spades. So it's been, a, it's been a good change. Kenny, mate, great to hear your voice, my old son. Started my career at the beautiful Highlanders uh, with the one and only Kendrick Lynn. I used to borrow his uh, Subaru Forester on a daily when he <laughs> uh, allowed me to. Hey, mate, how you doing? And just like you said, I thought you'd be in St. Clair, not Mosgiel. Yeah, interesting one. Um, we were thinking of going back to St. Clair. We did have a house there when we were together there, Izzy, um, going, to, going to training in the Forester. But oh, apparently it's a couple of degrees warmer out in Mosgiel. So, um, yeah, we'll take that when you're down there. To take every degree you can. It's certainly been like that in the afternoon. Lovely sun sitting there and nice schooling, bit of a community feel. Um, yeah, so it's been good. Hey, tell us about your experience uh, coaching over in Lyon. I know you had a bit of success over there. You allowed a couple of past Highlanders to come and play for you. You had Lima Sapuanga. Um, you got uh, you had Leon Coltman there as well. So, mate, how was, how was that experience? And was this always on the cards to come home and, and coach back in New Zealand? Yeah, France was amazing. Um, I originally went there for six months and yeah, ended up staying 10 years. It was... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's an it's an interesting place, mate. The people are people are amazing. The, lots of things to do. The competition over there is getting better and better. Um, so I was grateful to have an experience. I did all my coaching certificates and everything in the French system. So I guess what that's given me is a little bit of a different kind of mindset um, to your traditional Kiwi way. It's a more French way of looking at things. So that was a really cool part of it. And Leon's an amazing city. Awesome restaurants. I don't know if you pass through there, is he on your on your roadie, but um, great place to live. And, yeah, we had a good crew at the club of, of foreigners. Um, Fletcher Smith as well, who passed through the Highlanders. Mm. Um, we have got Jordan Talfour was there at the end as well. So it was, um, oh, it was special times. Loved the experience. But, yeah, 10 years was an awesome time. And for me, it was, I really did really want to coach back in Super Rugby at some stage just to round myself out as a coach, really. I've had the Northern Hemisphere. Wanted to get, get uh, a bit of a taste of the Southern Hemisphere and, um, get the family home for a little bit as well to get these 
get these Kiwi summers in. Kenny, we've seen Tony Brown link up with the Springboks. Joe Schmitz, obviously, with the Wallabies. We export a lot of our rugby IP overseas. Uh, so good to have you back from the French system. What What do you think you bring? What do the French do differently that you can bring into the New Zealand system that we don't do? Uh, they yell a lot more. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, They've got a slightly different way of looking at the game. I think I only really got that as well once I learnt the language properly and I could understand the mindset and the thinking behind things. But mm. I would say they're a little bit more freer in how they uh, look at it. Um, us as Kiwis, we can get a little bit caught up in whether that might be described as detail um, or structures, where the French kind of rely a little bit more on momentum and principles and just allowing the players to kind of play us within a box and you can do what you like within that box, um, just go for it. So they're a little bit, um, I guess you could describe looser in a sense. Um, but in, the, you know, in saying that, the, the French do have a cool way of looking at the game, but what I've got from coming back here already is there's, the way the Kiwi teams operate is, is still really at the pointy edge of, of rugby. Um, so I'm hoping to, to help be a part of something down here to, to bring the Highlanders back up. Mate, you love a challenge, and it's going to be a, a huge challenge getting the Highlanders back to being competitive. You've lost so much experience. You've got a young, youthful squad that has come through, and you're going to have your first crack this weekend against Moana Pacifica. Um, what, what is the biggest challenge for you this year from a coaching point of view and the identity of this Highlander squad and where you want to be come, say, five, six months' time? Yeah, we'll start with that. As you know, as you know, the best thing is to get the identity right, get the values right, how we want to be as people. We're all about inspiring the region and the people of the South. So we've certainly spent a lot of our pre-season um, working with the players, allowing the players to come up with the kind of the people they want to be and so we're driving that really hard and I've been outstanding with that we're in the beautiful Alexandra as we speak and getting around Central Otago getting around the, the schools and so the guys have been showing those values I think the biggest challenge is as you say we are a young group and a lot of them haven't played together so it's about trying to build a bit of a collective understanding of how we want to play because we're going to change a little bit in how we play as well so it's going to be a new playing style new players, young guys who haven't had a lot of exposure at Super Rugby. So it'll be just trying to get that cohesion as quickly as possible and, and getting them used to what we're trying to achieve. But um, off-field, that's the most important thing. And so far, we're seeing some really good things from the guys. You, you talk about the uh, how young that squad is. What about leadership, mate? Who are those guys that are key for you? And and maybe some guys that we don't necessarily think about that you've seen put your hand up and uh, put their hand up in preseason as as leaders, whether or not they've got an armband or or, or just within the squad. Yeah, Billy Harmon is the real leader of the team. Um, he's been great and um, helping integrate the young guys and helping them on and off the field is. Uh, Sean Withy, Sam Gilbert, um, a, a Ethan De Groot, who's actually been around the the group a lot. He didn't need to be, but he spent a lot of time training with us, which has been which has been awesome. Um, Jacob uh, Raitamaitavuki Nitkins, who's come down, has been outstanding and shown some real leadership quality. So we'll be tapping into that as well. We think it's pretty good to have some new younger guys as well representing us in the in the leadership group. So. Um, 
Yeah, that's been really good to see. Now you've got uh, you've lost a, a fair bit of depth at the ten position, but you've acquired some pretty talented players, particularly with Reese Patchell coming over from the Welsh uh, setup. You got Reese Patchell, you got Cameron Miller. Where are they at with their game, mate? How how impressed have you been by Reese Patchell with his inclusion in the squad? Yeah, Patch has actually been really good this year because Northern Hemisphere ten probably would be thinking all he wants to do is boot it, and he does like uh, he does like um, the tactical kicking game. But um, he's been great because he's got a really attacking mindset. He's been super open to learning new ways how we train, and he's not not scared as well to speak up and and drive the team um, in trainings and during the week as a team. So you know he's been he's been really good. Probably his biggest issue is getting hold of enough sunscreen. Um, because <laughs> <laughs> comes out, he's actually got this thing on his watch and it tells him the amount of UV that's showing in the day. It's amazing. And so he's checking this. And yeah, we went for a swim in, in, uh, at the lake in Wanaka and he, he had his full, um, full kit on, basically. I said, come on, mate, you've got to give yourself a chance there to get some of the get some of the race. But um, apart from that, it'll be good. I think with Patch and with the guys from the Northern Hemisphere, the biggest difference is the speed of play. Um, and that'll be a good chance for him to get used to that on Friday night against Moana because... One of the things when I was actually coming back from France, I was thinking, well, how, what are the differences? And I've, I've noticed that the actual average ruck speed of Northern Hemisphere to Southern Hemisphere and Southern Hemisphere, it's a second faster on average, which is huge when you're talking about two to three second rucks or three to four seconds to two to three. So as a 10, that's going to be a little bit different for him. Um, and so it'll be good to see how he, how he adapts to that. Yeah, well, you know, if Reece Patchell has previously played for the Scarlets, it sounds like he's getting his Scarlet on down here too, mate. Uh, so, <laughs> so that's good. Hey, now, this weekend, uh, you play at the Queenstown Events Centre. Um, it's tomorrow. Uh, and you're taking on Moana Pacifica. I see Moana have just uh, Tana's come out and they've named uh, four different captains. So they're going to basically run four different teams because it's, it's, it's all 20 minutes, right? It's 20-minute quarters you're playing, uh, which is interesting. How, how are you guys approaching it? No, we're not actually approaching it that way. Um, I can completely understand if that's what they're doing. It. We're trying to, like I was saying, um, give guys who haven't been exposed to this level a decent shot um, at it. So they'll be playing more minutes. We won't be changing. We will be playing a fair few players, around 30. Mm. But um, it'll be a little bit, a little bit. Late. We won't be going 20 minute, 20 minute, 20 minute. We'll be giving guys some decent minutes to try and give them a chance to to show us what they're capable of doing, get a feel for what the pace is like, and and um, yeah, to to really give them a good chance to to put their best foot forward for the season. Well, it's going to be awesome to see. If you look at your depth um, in terms of positions, the the outside backs is probably where it's hotly contested. You got Jonah Lowe, you got Josh Fanga uh, playing this weekend, but you also go got Timothy Tavatavanawai, Timothy, sorry, Tavatavanawai. How's he fitted in transition back into the into the Highlanders, mate? Is uh, I saw a little clip on Ethan De Groot's um, Instagram yesterday. He was running around in bare feet, those Fijian feet, mate. Has he been impressive? <laughs> Yeah, yeah, no, he has been. I mean, um, he's a great guy. We we call him Jimmy the Difference. It's a little bit easier. Um, <laughs> and he really is like that on the, on the field. Um, well, he's actually been really interesting because he's a really, really big communicator. He's a bit of a leader in the back line. He helps the guys out. He offers a lot of advice. Um, he helps us as coaches 
guiding the guiding the younger guys. So he's been special, and yeah, it's, it's really cool to have that kind of competition in the in the back line. And Josh Fang is a a good local high potential um, outside back. Um, got a bit of X factor about him, so it'll be nice to give him a crack um, early on. And yeah, that that kind of competition it, it means that our training's interesting. We try and have as much competition and games going on to. To, to get the blood going for the boys and they've all been they've all been really good so um, it'll be nice to see them actually get a shot against other people because they've been they've been ripping in against each other for a few weeks now um, yeah so it's going to be really good to see Friday night. Traditionally, the the Landers have been a team that tries to play quick. They probably lacked in in, in size, particularly in the in the forwards. And that's always been their identity, particularly when Jamie Joseph had successful season that he had in 2015 when they won the title. They played quick. They were, um, you know, no disrespect, but a bunch of battlers that went hard. Is that a similar mindset and identity you're wanting to play this year, a very expansive, quick and open game? Yeah, I think we want to put a bit of speed on the ball. Um, basically, we want to play a game that the people the people want to see that's going to inspire our people and at times that will look like that. Um, also just want to be that team that just doesn't go away, that's in the fight, um, gives ourselves a chance every game and yeah, I mean, speed of ruck like I was talking about before is pretty important to getting momentum and staying on top of teams and <clears throat> we just got to find ways to use, like we're talking about, we've got some really good outside backs and yeah. it's no point having them if they're sitting out um, on the wing getting getting the chills in Forsyth Bar. <laughs> so basically our game is is about trying to get the ball in their hands as much as possible so they can be a be a real factor for us. Now, I mentioned you got, you, you play Moana tomorrow um, and they're also your opponents for the first game of Super Rugby. So how much how much do, how do you approach it? I mean, from a tactical point of view, how much can you give away in this game? Are you, are you keeping things up your sleeve? Um yes and no. I mean, even when you know how teams are going to play, you still got to work out a stop. But we'll be—it's—it's it's more about trying to get our game we've been working on, which, like I said, has had a few changes. Give them a chance to put it in place against the team who's getting off the line and trying to get double shoulders on you. Um, it is—it's a, a bit of a balance between that. Um, it'll be probably a stripped-down version of what we're going to be doing in season. But we need to give the guys a chance to actually try things we want to be doing in the season so then we can review against it and fix things early rather than waiting in season and giving it a go and it being a little bit late. Um, so it'll be a bit of a mix of both, Carter. Kenny, where's Cam Miller at at the moment? Um, I, I talked about him about a year ago, maybe even longer, about this kid that bursted on the scene playing for um, the Highlanders age group team at the under-19s, kicked the winning goal against the Crusaders. Very talented bloke. He's been riddled with injuries. Are we going to see more of Cam Miller in that 10 jersey this year? Yeah, yeah, I certainly hope so. If he can stay injury-free, we will be. He's, yeah, he came back from quite a nasty ankle injury last year, but he's had probably three quarters of the preseason he's got under his belt and nice. he's getting better and better he's absolutely loving working with patch um they spend a lot of time together he loves footy he loves learning and he's a yeah they're spending a lot of time on the field afterwards kicking and and reviewing and there's also aj Faliafunga as well who's another young uh young teen coming through so the three of them are working together well cam yeah like it's basically the same like you're saying if he can be physically fit um mm. Then, then he's going to be able to get lots of chances and 
he's he's getting a good yeah good apprenticeship I guess through through Patch this preseason. One bloke we didn't see enough of last year due to injuries is Putty Putty Parkinson, and he can be a guy that can really be a difference maker for you guys at set piece. How <laughs> fit is he? Are you hoping he he's going to be on the paddock most of the season? We hope so. So same same. He he's missed a, a lot of preseason, but he's just coming back now. So he's going to get a good chance to get some minutes on Friday. Big Putty, yeah, he's a uh, yeah, big human being. Um, <laughs> powerful. <laughs> Yeah, incredible. Um, when we see him and, and Fabian Holland there, yeah, one of the other locks, um, tall timber and Putty's a yeah, mate. He, once he gets going, he he can do some good things for us. Not only set piece, but but carrying and and moving bodies and rucks. So he's back. He's had a shorter preseason than the others, but he's keen as. Um, and so that's an example of a guy we'll, we'll we'll try and use use Friday to get a lot of minutes in and 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 get some game fitness into him. Um, and hopefully get the ball in his hands as well to free those arms. Yeah, 100%. That's what you want to see, mate. A big fan of, of Big Putty, uh, and hopefully we get to see some more of him. Uh, Kenny, thanks very much for coming on today, mate. Cheers, Kenny, brother. Uh, good luck for tomorrow, and good luck for the season to come. Hopefully we'll talk again soon. Thanks, boys. Appreciate it. Cheers, Izzy. Cheers, Cheers brother. There you go, uh, yeah, Kenny Lynn, uh, talking uh, Highlanders as part of the... He's a uh, good man. Yeah, real good man. Great man. Great yarn, mm. great yarn. And it'd be interesting, as he's like I said, you know, just that, what he talked about, about the French mindset, about how they play their footy and how they coach slightly differently, a bit more freedom for the players. Yeah, he would know well and truly how it all goes on over there. He's had some success at Lyon. Um, they are very emotional and... You know, they love physicality over in, in French rugby. But it was interesting that stat about a second quicker mm. at the ruck down here in the Southern Hemisphere. So that'll be a, a big difference for Reese Patchell, knowing that the ball is going to come out quicker and there's going to be potentially more ball in play. Um, but, mate, it's a great acquirement. Um, acquire, acquirement? No, you got it right. You got yeah, it right. yeah, acquirement. From the Highlanders, yeah. Uh, in terms of uh, Kendrick Lynn, a very quality player back in his day, he's done his coaching time over there and bringing a bit of difference to the Highlanders and their identity. They're out in the community, they're connecting to the fans, and they're a team that has struggled. That their biggest downside is being in Dunedin. They struggle to acquire top talent to go down and, and move south and be in the South Island. Well, um, Jacob Ratavai. Um, but to my Nepkins is a very good player, and he hadn't had a, he had limited opportunities at the Blues. He's going to get a ton this year, so expecting a big season from him. Yeah, looking forward to seeing how the Highlanders go. Actually, 